This is your other brother's podcast. Sorta. What's up, homies? And welcome to another edition of the Corona Convo Cast. This is week five, kicking off the fifth week of this maddening but also joy ridden endeavor. My name is Tom, and I'm the co founder editor of Your Other Brothers, and we're a community navigating faith, homosexuality, masculinity, and coronavirus together. And this is a really exciting episode because we get to introduce a brand new well, he's not new to Yab, but he's new to the airwaves of Yab. And um, it's one of our newest blogging brothers. His name is Benjamin Michael Bartkowski. What's up, Ben? Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. It is good to hear your voice. You have a very soothing voice, and I'm excited for our listeners who may or may not know you to hear a little more of you today. So thanks for taking the time to come on this ConvoCast. Yeah, thanks for having me and uh, appreciate the comment about the soothing voice that explains why so many people fall asleep during my sermons. So, <laughs> yeah, why don't we just kick things off? So, you're a pastor, you make that clear on the blog. You've written a few posts about your ministry work. Um, why don't you give the people a little, a little intro? Give us your elevator pitch. Who is, who is Ben Rutkowski? Yeah, so, um, I'm Ben Rutkowski. I've been married to my wife for a little over 10 years now. I've been pastoring for on and off for about six years total, uh, two years as a senior pastor and about four years as an associate pastor. Uh, Current role is senior pastor in a small town church in Michigan. Small town church in Michigan. And you're coming to us from your church right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell us from, because I'm trying to remember, we haven't had anybody yet on the combo cast that's from like the church position of things. So like, what's the role of the church right now in this coronavirus? You can talk with like starting from the local church, but then zoom out a little bit. Like how, what is, what's your church doing during coronavirus? Anything special right now? Our church is a little bit, uh, older age demographic. Some people are not necessarily uh, technologically adept. And so I am doing a sermon video and posting those online. Um, we've got people that are calling around. I've got my deacons calling around to different people in the church and asking, you know, how they're doing, what can we do to, to minister to you during this? And then I keep in touch with my deacons. So it's a little bit of delegation, um, a lot of phone calls going on, some video calls with some people. We're going and picking up uh, medication and food for those who can't get out or maybe shouldn't get out. But uh, yeah, during this time, it's a little bit of a mentality of, all right, we we can gather together in the sense of uh, joining over the word of God, being able to worship in our homes with our families. But yeah, we're not able to, uh, to meet together during this time. Um, other pastors that I'm connected with, they're doing Zoom worship. They're doing... Uh, Zoom church services where people are able to uh, watch live and even interact a little bit. Uh, my church folk are doing well just to be able to click a uh, YouTube link and follow <laughs> that right now. So hopefully they can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I've wondered this whole time, I've wondered about the older folks and how do they, like my church puts all of our sermons on Facebook Live. And that's kind of cool 
so you can like join in and watch it live and interact with one another. But then I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like if someone's over, over the age of 71, do they know how to do this? Like how I'm just trying to, trying to wrap my head around it. Like how do you cater to uh, all the demographics and make sure everybody can access it equally? So that's cool that you, uh, that you've got something going there with, with your particular congregation. I feel like every church has to like figure out exactly um, what works best for the people that are, <laughs> that are in their midst. One of the things that we've really been trying to emphasize to people even before this is the church isn't the building, the the church is the people. And so even if we can't gather together physically, we are still the church, even when we're even when we're in our homes. And if we're united through the spirit of God over the word of God, we are still gathering in worship, just not the same way we usually do. Yeah, for sure. Well, the great thing about your other brothers the church of Yab is always in session because we exist on the internet and digitally. And so whether it's a podcast or a blog or a Facebook group or what have you, yeah, it's kind of cool to, to have like that already in place when a lot of uh, face-to-face contact has been restricted or limited. Um, I've been like super grateful to have, to have Yab around, to have that digital connection already there um, to lean on during this time of uncertainty and, and kind of this lingering when is it going to end question? So, so thanks for being a part of it because you are definitely a part of this community. Um, the other question I wanted to put out to kind of get to know you is how did you get here? Like literally, how did you get onto a call with me right now? Give us the journey. So uh, some of you have read on my blog that uh, I told my wife before we got married, uh, gave, her, gave her my story. And she received that really well, um, but we did not talk about my story again for almost six years uh, into marriage. And uh, it was, you know, at that point that I I realized, you know, this is this is still a part of life, and this is a part of life that I'm not sharing with her that I haven't really processed well and asked how am I supposed to live this out in the church or or before the Lord? Um, and is there any sort of ministry that could come out of this? Is this a part of my story that God could be using that I'm not allowing him to use. And so started unpacking that again. And uh, as in the sovereignty of God, it would be, I had community around me that I was able to navigate that with. Um, awesome group of guys in seminary, as well as a, uh, a group on campus specifically for sexual minorities. That was a, a safe space to be able to say, here's my story. Here's what I'm going through. Um, so yeah, all those things coming together at once. And, uh, you know, during seminary, sharing with different people, sharing with uh, church leaders, having mixed reactions, some positive, some negative, um, almost kept me from being able to go into ministry, actually, this, this processing of my story with church leaders. But uh, overall, having, having good, positive affirmations from those around me that they said, yeah, this is a part of your story. We view it as, you know, it's not something we deal with. But uh, this is something that we see that God is using in your life to drive you to him, to drive you to seek out authentic community. And we support you in going into ministry. The thing that I was concerned about was as I left my community where I was and uh, took on my current role was what am I going to do when I don't have these these awesome people around me? And uh, again, in the sovereignty of God, one of the people that I had known for years and years um, a relative actually, uh, 
we found out that we both shared the common storyline of same-sex attraction. And he had discovered the Your Other Brother at Your Other Brother's blog and podcast. And he said, if you're looking for something maybe to take with you, I mean, they have an online community. He hadn't uh, joined it, but he had at least heard about it on the podcast. And he said, you should check out Your Other Brother's because if there's an online group, no matter where you go, you can always take those people with you. And so uh, it's about, yeah, it's been two years now I've been in, uh, in Your Other Brother's. Uh, checked out the online group, jumped in, got plugged into the community, uh, started doing a lot more writing and processing of my storyline stuff. And one thing led to another, and here we are today. Here we are today, indeed. Man, I can't believe it's been two years. That's Time flies when we're in Yab, because I can't even believe it's been, we're, we're already entering our fifth year now, I think. I think that's correct, fifth year of Yab. So that's, it's wild. It's wild that it's uh, picked up as much as it has. And Man, we keep picking up new people all the time. So big shout out if uh, you're listening right now and you're new to Yab. Maybe you too one day will be calling me on a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Um, yeah, it's really cool. Thanks for also including bits and pieces of your story with your church and with your wife, because I'm sure there's probably, I'm, I know there is like longer, longer drawn out stories with, with all of those interactions and processing through all of this. I did want to touch on your, your wife real quick though, and, and ask like, what does she think about all of this? What is she, what's her perspective on Yab? Because I've never met her personally, but I have seen her on a screen. I think there was one time we had a, we had a zoom room, which we do a couple times a month, usually with, with uh, our community members. And she popped on the screen for a few minutes to say hello. And, and so it was cool to, to see her. So obviously she has some sense of comfort if she'll do that. But uh, I kind of wanted to just like ask you about that. Yeah, like what is what is your wife, the wife of Ben Rutkowski, what does she think about Yab and your involvement with Yab? When when I first got connected with your other brother, she was a little bit uh, hesitant at first because suddenly it felt like uh, we had all these people invading our home. Suddenly, you know, I was on my phone a lot more messaging people and uh, had to at some points go, okay, phone downtime, family time now. But one of the things that I've uh, appreciated most, especially as some of the online community has become face-to-face community, as some of those people have uh, entered into life with us, they're not just my people. They're not just my friends. They're they're her friends as well. Um, she's not just embraced this, this journey of processing my story and what this looks like for me, but uh, made other people feel welcome as well. Um, has been a shoulder to cry on for for a lot of people, uh, for people that haven't necessarily had good reactions from their families or friends. When they share with Marie, she uh, she's really been there to be able to listen and just love on them. And yeah, this is this is her community as well. That's awesome. I have met. I don't know how many. I'd have to really think about how many wives of community members I've met. But I've met a few and. And they've all been really solid. Like I've met some truly amazing women through this community. It's not just a bunch of dudes. Like obviously that's most of us, but we have some really great women, wives of, of bloggers and, and community members and, um, and also just followers of our site in general. Um, so I also wanted to just, in addition to giving a shout out to all the new people, like a huge shout out to the women who follow our community, who listen, who, who read, who support and who pray for us. Like, um, there's some truly amazing women out there and uh, yeah. And so it's great to, it's great to have them part of the mix as well. So thanks for, 
I'm glad, I'm glad things are going well in that regard that, uh, that yeah, she, I know she's met probably untold numbers of your friends through this community. Now I hear, I hear stories of people coming over your house and, and hanging out. So that's really cool. It's a really cool part of the story. Well, Ben, in our remaining minutes, I just wanted to kind of ask, I know we talked earlier about how your church is doing with the coronavirus, but how are you personally doing with the coronavirus? How are you handling this, this new reality, this new world that we're in, that we've been in for, gosh, at least five weeks now? I'm charting the, I'm charting the pandemic by the weeks of this podcast, but I know it kind of even goes back further than that. So it's been at least a month. Um, but how are you doing with this, this new reality right now? Personally, I'm, I'm a very extroverted person. I'm used to having lots of FaceTime with people. Talking, uh, talking online is helpful. Being able to do video calls is helpful, but I'm going a little stir crazy. Uh, there are people that I'm used to interacting with on a weekly basis, some of them multiple times a week that have just been very life-giving. And uh, to not have that right now is a little bit difficult for me. I think uh, God is using this to stretch me. And I've had, I've had uh, three friends at this point that have pointed out to me that one of the things that I tend to do is I run to people first instead of God for a lot of things. And so they've encouraged me to really lean into this time and let this be a time where I'm, instead of reaching out all the time online or, or calling people, to actually just pause and seek the face of God and say, God, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm feeling. Help me to be able to, to rest in your presence. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't still reach out to people, but it, it does mean that I'm trying to take this time and let it uh, refine me a little bit more. Because yeah, I'm going a little crazy. Well, that's like super affirming to hear you say that as a pastor, because you know, because because naturally, all we lay people look at pastors as they must have the best relationships with God, right? And they must have the everything neatly organized in their spiritual lives, and they know exactly where everything goes. Um, but to hear you say that, and even to hear you say that as an extrovert, like for me as an introvert, I 9.9 times out of 10 will go to people for some sort of comfort or solace or encouragement or, or whatever, what affirmation, what have you, rather than the face of God, kind of just like you said. And so, um, especially in a time where, yeah, our, our face-to-face relationships have been cut off and, and altered in a significant way, I think this is this is absolutely a convicting time, I think, to reorient ourselves. And um, that definitely speaks to me that I need to be going to him first and foremost. Um, and of course, relying on the body and relying on, on fellow believers as well, not to take that away. But, but I think there absolutely needs to be a, 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 re, a shifting, a, a reorientation of, not to use the word orientation, because that's a trigger word for a lot of people. But you know what I mean? To reorient my posture, I think, is is... Um, yeah, something that I, I definitely need to work on through this pandemic and certainly certainly whenever it's over, assuming it actually is over at some point. I think pastorally, we, we tend to swing the pendulum. Sometimes we, we might realize, oh, I'm relying on people too much and you know, then shut ourselves down from people. But there are things that we're supposed to go, not just to the Lord for, but to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I think, you know, part of this, this time for me is finding that balance of spending time in the word and time in prayer, seeking the face of God, and also knowing those moments when, yeah, I'm wrestling with this and I'm praying, but it's still hanging over me. I should probably reach out and tell somebody else what's going on. So I'm not having to carry this alone. Uh, I think that 
that's actually something that a lot of other pastors have said to me during this time as well. How are we supposed to be ministering to our body? Should we be calling people more? Should we be doing more Zoom rooms? Should we be doing more, you know, uh, Facebook Messenger, you know, live live chat things? And the answer is we could always find more things to do. We could probably find other things to do. And I think that during this time when life as we know it has kind of come to a standstill, uh, we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace because we're in uncharted waters. This isn't something that, you know, any of us have had to deal with before, not just pastors, but, but everybody. So giving ourselves some grace there and realizing that at the end of the day, we can run, we can strive, we can do all the things. But the sovereignty of God is a beautiful place to rip, to lay your head at night, for sure. Absolutely. Very beautifully said. Um, well, Ben, here in our last couple minutes, um, I had to tell the story of when we first met, or not necessarily when we first met, but the first time we spent a, you know, a one-on-one session together to hang out and talk. Um, it was at last year's Revoice conference. And do you do you remember the details of our of our meeting together that day? We talked about a bunch of different things, but I'm not sure what specific thing you're referencing. No, well, it's not necessarily the content of the conversation, more so the venue of the conversation. Do you recall what that was? Yeah, yeah, a little uh, kind of a pubish bar just around the corner from Revoice. It was, it was an Irish bar at Revoice, like literally maybe a quarter mile down the road from from where the conference was being held. And it was hilarious because the bar itself, it's like it was the only, literally the only venue within walking distance of the conference, this little nowheresville shanty of a, of a pub. And, and furthermore, in addition to us being in there, you look around the entire bar and it's just like all revoiced attendees at various tables having these conversations and I just laugh when I think about that because I just picture all of the staff that day or probably that entire week that the conference was happening and they see all these people with their name badges and and the revoice logo on it and they're no doubt overhearing conversations as they go about the go about the restaurant the pub and it just makes me smile thinking about it because I just wonder oh to be oh to be a waiter um in that pub that day. But that was just like the, literally the only option if you wanted to walk somewhere to have something to eat and to have a conversation outside of the venue. So um, that is where we had our, our, our first connection one-on-one together. And so it always brings a smile to my face thinking about, <laughs> thinking about that experience. And those, those poor wait staff, um, if they didn't know before what Revoice was about, I'm sure they probably had to look it up after, you know, seeing all of the people that happened I'm to sure, wander through. I'm sure somebody had to have Googled it after uh, after their shift at some point. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe they looked into it and maybe they were blessed by it. Or maybe they thought, wow, these people are insane. Probably both. <laughs> If I had to guess, but anyway, that is, that is how we connected and Ben, hopefully I'll see you again at some point in the near future, whether it's at a revoice or at a Yabbers retreat or, or what have you, or maybe one of these days I'll just meander through Michigan at some point. It's it's a lovely state. It is a lovely state. And we're uh, right near a bunch of awesome state parks with some pretty awesome trails too. So, and you border Canada, which is an amazing, lovely country. And we have beautiful beautiful listeners and supporters in the great white north as well but as for now ben we are out of time we've had a great combo cast if y'all are interested in connecting further um well ben first of all has an email 
Ben, what's your email? I don't even know what it is. Is it Ben or Benjamin? It's Ben at yourotherbrothers.com. Ben. Okay. ben at yourotherbrothers.com. If you want to say hey, and uh, if you want to learn more about his story, you can shoot him an email. Um, if you're interested in learning more about your other brothers, you can go to yourotherbrothers.com and follow us on all the socials at yourotherbros. Um, and remember, y'all, you hopefully know it by now, but you are not alone. Even the sparrow stays at home. So stay at home, y'all, but stay connected. And we will be back very soon with another exciting combo cast as we are all slowly but surely losing our minds. Ben, thank you for losing your mind with me here today. Thanks for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your week. We'll be back soon. See you later.